Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely, little bit rainy Escazú, Costa Rica, on the patio. So today is Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. And yes, it is April. Can you believe it? It's April. So um, where do we begin? How about with that new moon we had the other day? <laughs> it was highly energetic, and I still felt the energy today. So it it was really powerful, and I think the energy is still available for us to make use of this, to get things done, to progress, to connect with our fiery motivation, because it was all fire. And it was really for um, bodies in... Uh, Aries. So it was the sun and the moon, as I, we had known, and then there was Mercury, and then there was Chiron. And the thing is, Mercury always makes things a little more frenetic because it's your brain and your mind and your intellect and where you're thinking and analyzing and processing information. And and then there's Chiron in Aries. And I think, for me at least, this new moon highlighted the Chiron. And I was able to, I mean, highlighted everything else too, but Chiron in Aries is, you know, people are going to say, what's Chiron in Aries? You know, and, and Chiron in Aries is, is a very interesting placement. And it, you know, a new moon, when it sits with Chiron, is going to obviously highlight wounds. And that's what I think this did. And it may still feel like there are some wounds being highlighted because it's almost like the wound has been reopened in some way, but is healing at the same time. So you may have become aware of this chironic wound in Aries in your life because it's placed somewhere transiting your chart, everybody's chart. And perhaps what's happening is we're all still processing this. And I, I think that's... A, an accurate feeling that I have about it. Um, Chiron in Aries is about the self, okay? And I probably talked about this a while ago when I was starting this podcast and Chiron was going into Aries. And Chiron in Aries is about the self. And Aries is about the self. And Chiron in Aries is about what wounds do we have to self. And what I realized was any wounds that are preventing us from true self-acceptance. And, you know, when you are dealing with Chiron in Aries, you are dealing with um, where you might not be accepting yourself because you're trying to please others. And I remember talking about this a long time ago, but it's always good to review because it's still there and it's going to be there for a while. It's only at 12 degrees. And it's about where do you begin the self-acceptance and connect with a deep sense of self-acceptance and allow that to happen despite the wounds, so that the wounds get healed and the wounds get noticed and worked on and there is a certain amount of self-love that you uh, give yourself during this time, okay? And during this time, it is very important to be really aware of that. And you know, it's hard. It's hard. You know, you think, 
like, well, I accept myself. Why not? Of course I accept myself. How could I not? You know, you know, I live with myself every day. And, but there's a deeper, deeper thing going on when we're dealing with Chiron there. We are dealing with whatever parts of ourself we find unacceptable, unattractive, you know, just think of your body. Where, where have we been taught to, by society and the media, to be ashamed of something in our body? Like, we're too tall, we're too thin, we're too fat, we're too slow, we're too whatever. <laughs> whatever. Maybe it's, I'm too this, too much of this or that. And there's, there's a criticism that comes with that. And it's interesting because, you know, you don't think of Aries as a critical sign necessarily. They're just sort of moving like a freight train and they're like, okay, let's just go. Let's just go. I don't have time for criticism. We're just processing here. We're just moving along. And um, Chiron there makes us stop and notice the self, the, the true sense of self we have and acceptance we have towards ourselves. So this was really highlighted during the Mercury transit and the sun and the moon transit and how they were moving over Chiron and at this because Chiron moves the slowest out of all of that out of the moon of course the sun and Mercury they were going to move more quickly but Chiron was engaged with them during that moon on Friday and yes some of us felt wounded some of us felt uh, disregarded some of us felt different types of criticism maybe we were critical of others this is something very profound okay and a little complicated because it's not clear where we might have been criticizing someone else or ourselves or or not accepting something and it it really was a highlight i thought and i posted something about it on instagram too it really was a highlight i thought to our uh you know, to our awareness and that the moon and the sun illuminated this, you know. So it was a mixed bag, new moon. It was deeply, um, deeply energizing, profoundly energizing and making you feel optimistic and positive and full of energy and life. And then there was this other side that's like, wow, I really need to sit with this and connect with it and take a take a deep breath into this self-acceptance knowledge. And you know, I felt like I had a lot of energy myself, like it was energizing and it I was talking about it on Instagram about how, you know, go out and go for a walk and move the energy because it's fire, it's Aries and we we haven't had fire in the sky in months and it was about time to have some fire and give us some get up and go and motivation and movement and we all needed it. It we were all just sort of working and thinking and resting and and all those things are good but so all of a sudden you start noticing things. And I did last week where I was like, I need to do this. I need to get this done. I need to like, okay, once and for all, solve these things. And, you know, so I hope other people felt that positive, you know, jolt of energy. Oh yeah, it's time to like resolve this stuff. Okay. But <laughs> when I went out and when I went out for a walk and like took my energy to the great outdoors and started walking around and, and, just not like just walking around your backyard. I went out and walked. I really noticed 
that I had an epiphany and a realization. And for me, that was like, I moved the energy. This is why we get up and go. This is why it's important to get up and go because you have to, um, you have to get a change of scenery and become aware of other things. And if you look at the same walls all the time, you're not going to process that. So when I came back from my walk, I was like, ah, oh, of course, yes. So it made so much sense. And, you know, that's, that's a good thing. That's good. When you get up and you move and you, you open your eyes, other things start to, um, start to come into your awareness. So this is very important. So I hope that you all had a good new moon and an awareness raising new moon. And that is the first new moon um, in the month of April, the second one will be April 30th. And like we have two, when we have two full moons, it's called a blue moon. You know, it's, oh, it's a blue moon. This is called a black moon. Well, it's dark, you know, the, the skies are dark and you don't see the moon when it's new. So it makes sense that it's a, it's a black moon. Um, that will be April 30th and that is a solar eclipse, but we're not quite there yet. Remember what I said last week, eclipse season starts in a couple weeks when we have that full moon that opens the door. So in the meantime, other things are happening. Um, you know, the sun and Mercury are still very close together. They're still reverberating some of this new moon. So you may still be feeling this, like I started saying at the beginning of this. And then we have our friends Mars, Saturn, and Venus, who are all very much still in Aquarius. And Venus is getting ready to leave, and um, this is good. There'll be a shift in energy, I think, on Tuesday. And why that is, is Venus, first of all, will move into her sign of exaltation, which is Pisces. So she's at 28 Aquarius now, and she's going to leave Aquarius on Tuesday and move into Pisces. And I think this is going to be a real benefit for Venus. And the experience of Venus all these months has been, I think, stressful to the goddess. And I think now she will start to move and shift and the compassion that is available when Venus is in Pisces is great. And so we should be aware of that when we're dealing with others, when we are dealing with ourselves when we're dealing with situations in our lives great have great compassion and that starts this week in addition to that mars is coming up to conjunct saturn now mars is conjuncting saturn in the sky right now yes absolutely but mars will exactly conjunct saturn monday evening tomorrow night at 9 51 p.m eastern time and then it's finished and then everybody's past saturn so i think that that is a very good and positive strive stride forward as we strive forward <laughs> and mars is you know mars is the ruler of aries so while all those planets and things were in aries we were getting mars the ruler they were speaking to mars who's really connected to saturn and so that is something where we really need to um be aware mars and saturn it's a little bit of a harsh energy. Um, and I think that, you know, Mars wants to push forward and express and, and take a leap and, and go, go, go and drive the car and speed the car. And Saturn's saying, you can't do that right now. You can't do that right now. So if you 
got motivated by this new moon and you started things, don't fret if things take a little longer than you might expect them to. So you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start that. Oh, that project needs my attention. Yeah, that's all true. But Mars is with Saturn. And so we may have another good burst of energy when it gets past because it's Saturn slows things down. Saturn says, okay, where do you not want to rush forward? Where do you not want to be hasty? And the thing is that Mars, you know, Mars and Saturn are a little bit strange together. And that's why I said harsh because Saturn, Mars is really the one that wants to push and Saturn says, stop. And you may be like, it's a, like a refusal energy. So I, I caution everyone to use their greatest gifts of judgment. And, and I don't mean judgmental, I mean judgment and discernment and show yourself where you can do things step by step, one step at a time. Now, this is important because Mars and Saturn can get a lot done, a lot. It's really very proactive and focused on meeting, you know, needs and, and, um, tasks. You know, this is like, you can get a lot of work done. You can come up with ideas and get things moving. Yes. But don't push too hard. Okay. Don't push yourself too hard because, you know, Mars is very physical. So you don't want to, you don't want to push yourself past your limits, which is Saturn and you're like exhausted. Don't do that. Um, if you feel like you need to rest some, do that, you know, but this is also asking us to be using our, you know, gifts of discernment to be aware of how we take steps forward. It can be a little complicated. You know, if you push someone, they're going to push back. If you run over someone, they're going to get pissed. <laughs> And there's, there's the law. Don't speed. Don't speed. You know, you might have a police car behind you. That's Saturn. This is, this is what it is. You know, you're going to get a ticket. Just be cautious. Don't, you know, try to cut corners too much. Just work within the, the, um, realm and the step-by-step, -step, you know, follow the manual <laughs> and you'll get where you need to go. So just be patient with yourself, be patient with others, be patient with your processes, be patient with bureaucracy, be patient with everything you need to do. And, you know, this is also an energy where you can criticize yourself. And I want everyone to be very aware of why it's important to be kind to yourself. Remember, Venus is going into Pisces. It's about compassion. So if you have an ounce of agitation tomorrow and you feel like, eh, I should have done this sooner. I should have done that. Why did I come this way? Now I'm stuck in traffic. That kind of thing. If you have a, an amount of self-criticism, you've got to step into compassion. You must because that's where we're going. That's where the energy's going. Do you hear the insects? The insects are, are singing. That's what that noise is, if you can hear that that hum in the background. those are That's not equipment. That's insects. That's nature. Nice, right? Um, anyway, that was parenthetical. Um, <laughs> um, so Venus is going to go into Pisces, and then we're going to have three planets in Pisces. And that would be Venus, 
Jupiter and Neptune. And Jupiter and Neptune are, you know, they're technically conjunct. They're, they're there. You know, Jupiter's really just at 22 and Neptune's at 23. And they are going to make this beautiful conjunction this month. And Venus will join them. And I have been talking about this and we've been getting psyched for this because this is a really beautiful aspect. It's so deep and um, compassionate and empathic and sensitive and beautiful. It's like, it's like a gorgeous sunset, you know, as it leaves the end of the Zodiac of, as Jupiter and Neptune are at the end of the Zodiac and Venus will eventually come to the end of the Zodiac as she moves through Pisces this month. Neptune's going to stay there. Of course, Neptune's not going anywhere too soon, but Jupiter is so beneficial and Venus will meet with Jupiter and Jupiter will meet with Neptune and then Venus will meet with Neptune. And it's just, it's so incredibly um, profound because they are in the, the compassionate, most compassionate area of the Zodiac. And they are the place where we, there's surrender and there's a place of um, release, letting go. There's a place of sleep and dreams and soothing and the experience of an uh, experience of nature, you know, it's, it's the beauty. There's such beauty in this, in this relationship between these three planets. Now, you know, for those who have not heard me say this before, so first of all, Neptune is in Pisces for the first time in 165, 168 years. And Neptune went into Pisces maybe about 10 years ago, and it will stay there for a good while yet. And this is its own sign. So it hasn't done this in so many years. Now, 12 years ago, it wasn't in Pisces, and that was the last time it met with Jupiter. It was about uh, in Aquarius, and Jupiter met with Neptune in Aquarius. And I think Chiron might have been hovering with them at the time. Um, so the last time Jupiter and Neptune met was 12 years ago, before Neptune went into Pisces. So they haven't met in Pisces in like 165, 168 years. So 160 some odd years. This has been a, a very long time since Jupiter and Neptune met in Pisces. Now Jupiter ruled Pisces before telescopes discovered Neptune and before anybody had a telescope to find out that Neptune was out there. So, you know, maybe there was a little bit of, uh, you know, suspect that there were planets out there. But the last bunch of times that Jupiter and Neptune met, people didn't really know what Neptune was, in Pisces, that is. And so Jupiter was the ruler of Pisces. And so Jupiter is back in one of its home signs where it performs very well because Pisces is about faith and Pisces is about surrender and Pisces is about trusting the universe in a major way or whatever you believe in, God, the universe, goddess, um, you know, whatever that may be for you, Jupiter and Neptune are going to highlight that. And we are being asked to have faith and trust in our process and get deeply connected to spirit during this time. So it's, they've been together for a while now, but what's really interesting is now Venus is going to join them this week and Venus will stay there, you know, for the, all of April 
And Venus is exalted in Pisces, which means she really likes to be there. That's a really beautiful place for her. So we have, this is unprecedented. You know, we don't see this in a, you have not seen this in your lifetime, okay? Jupiter and Venus and Pisces, yes. That probably happened, you know, 12 years ago. Jupiter, Venus, and Neptune in Pisces, no. No, this has not happened. So none of us have experienced this before. None of us on the earth, walking on the earth right now. Maybe some of the trees have experienced this before. <laughs> and maybe we can ask them about it. But the thing is that it's so important to be in spirit right now. And if you meditate, this is a beautiful time for your practice. If you don't meditate, this is a beautiful time to start a practice. If you have a spiritual practice, whether it's yoga, whether it's kundalini, whether it's any spiritual practice, you know, whatever that may be that you believe in, your belief systems and your faith, this is a great time to really sit and tap into it and talk to the universe and talk to your guides and have faith in a, in a very, very deep way. And it's, you know, and we take leaps of faith with Jupiter there. And so if we feel this is a, this is when we really can feel safe and it's important to feel safe. Um, you know, Jupiter, Neptune, Venus, all together. And, you know, Venus will eventually join them, like I mentioned earlier. But it's just, it's such a relief and such a, a delicious energy that this is, this is the place where you go walk on the beach and find your, find your voice within. This is where you stop and listen and get connected to spirit within and, and join with something, merge with something greater than yourself. So it's so important to have this. And Venus is an inner planet. You know, Venus is an every day moving through the zodiac through a year planet. Whereas, you know, Jupiter takes 12 years, as I said. So this is, this is going to bring this into our everyday life. How exciting is that? This is one of the most exciting aspects we are going to have this year. So, and it's not going to happen again this year. It's not going to happen again because... Jupiter will move on into Aries later, you know, later this year and then turn around and come back into Pisces, but will not join Neptune again. And Venus will not be in that region of the Zodiac by that time. So enjoy this April month where we have this happening. Now, a lot of this is happening around the time of the eclipse. And so it's going to be a very interesting dynamic because, um, you know, the, the eclipse shakes things. Eclipses always bring emotions to the table and feelings to the table and stuff. But um, the the solar eclipse will be in Taurus and it will be with Uranus. And that is an excitable energy. And it's a North Node eclipse. So it's really something where we're having, we're going to have things going forward and moving um, in a in a fulfilling way. You know, North Node is where we get fulfilled. So it's it's at the North Node. It's not exactly at the North Node. It's, but it will be close. You know, it will be in the same sign as the North Node. And so this is, the end of this month is going to be fascinating. And if you want to start things in your life, you know, use your discernment. Like I said, the next couple days, once Mars passes Saturn, Tuesday is going to be a different dynamic because we're past Saturn and then Venus enters Pisces 11.18 a.m. on Tuesday the 5th Eastern Time. And that'll be 9.18 a.m. my time. So it's just, it's such a lovely, 
incredible energy. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, this is going to be different from this Venus Mars experience. Now they're really separating because Venus will Venus is at 28 now. Mars is at 21, and yeah, you could say that's a conjunction. That's a, it's a getting wide. But once Venus is in Pisces. And Mars won't follow for, you know, a number of days yet. But once Venus is in Pisces, they're they're really separating. And they aren't really going to come together that close in Pisces, Venus, and Mars. So they're, they're really starting to separate. I know a lot of us have thought that this was going to be this great, fulfilling, passionate relationship time. And for some people, it really was. But it was also complicated because they were involved with Pluto. And then they were involved with Saturn. And it it's been a real... Um, intense, intense transit of those two together. It wasn't like, like, for example, last July, they were together in Leo, and it was a little more fun. Leo's a more fun sign, especially when Saturn and Pluto are not in Leo. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Um, and the birds are chirping at twilight. It's very sweet. The sun is setting. Um, so you can hear my, my background, my environment. This is nature speaking and the birds are telling us that Venus and Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces are going to be amazing for all of us. So, um, you know, so this is, this is an interesting thing right now. We have a balance of the elements in, in an incredible way. We have Pluto and Capricorn, um, and we have Uranus in Taurus, and the moon right now is in Taurus conjunct Uranus, and we're moving out of conjunction. And um, they're all very much in Earth. That's Earth. And then we have uh, the sun in Mercury in Aries, and then Chiron's in Aries. And then in air, so that was fire. So we have Earth and fire. And then in air, which is in Aquarius, we have Mars, Saturn, Venus. And that's very much you know, about the, the mental um, acuity right now. And then there is Jupiter. There are Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. So, wow, that's incredible. That's a real balance of the elements. And then when Venus moves into Pisces, we'll still have that balance because Mars and Saturn will be in air. And once Mars moves on, Saturn will still be in air. So, and Vesta's in air. So we have, we still have a good amount of balance in our, our elements, which is really important. And I think people really took to this fiery energy and maybe some people overdid it. Like I saw a little bit of things being overdone and maybe people flying off the handle a little bit, but you know what? It's, you know, we haven't had fire in a really long time. Nobody remembers what it feels like. <laughs> so as we speak, the moon is in Taurus. It will go void at 9.53 p.m. tomorrow evening as the moon in Taurus squares Venus in Aquarius. And then not long after that, a little over an hour, the moon will enter Gemini. So the void is not very long. It's a little bit it's a little bit of over an hour. And it will go into Gemini. The moon will go into Gemini. We'll be in Gemini for the next couple of days after that, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then the moon will trine Mars, which is a nice flowing aspect um, in Aquarius, uh, at 11.15 p.m. Wednesday evening. And that's when it goes void. And then that's, you know, that's Gemini moon. Um, the moon enters Cancer at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on Thursday. So we've got a few days of the moon in Gemini, then moon going into Cancer at 11.30 a.m. on Thursday. So before that, it's void in the morning. It'll be 9.30 my time, but it will be um, void in the morning till 11.30 if you live on the East Coast. Um, and then it is Thursday in Cancer, 
Friday in Cancer, and um, Saturday it will oppose Pluto because, of course, Pluto's in Capricorn. We always have this monthly opposition of Pluto opposite, you know, moon opposite Pluto. And that'll be 9 p.m., 9.01 p.m. Saturday. So, uh, you know, the voids are late, They and then it enters Leo at midnight, exactly, on Sunday a.m. So it's interesting because, um, you know, it's, it's, they're late voids at night in, in that region of the world, of course. So, I mean, if you live in Australia, hi, Australia, um, you are experiencing different time zones and you're experiencing the voids during your day. And so this is, um, but it's, it's interesting because where I am, we won't experience very long voids and we'll be getting voids that are, that will be while we're sleeping. So, um, and then the Mercury enters Taurus on Sunday. So Mercury is going to leave Aries and go into Taurus next Sunday. And so then we'll have a little more Earth. <laughs> we know there's always Earth. Well, it's going to be Earth for a while because Uranus isn't going anywhere. And Pluto is going to still be in Capricorn all year and before. Well, it'll get a toe in Aquarius next year, but not yet. So we've got a good amount of Earth still happening for a while. So... And that's primarily our week. Now, what is the advice of the week? Well, I say connect to spirit. Start connecting to spirit. Get past this Mars-Saturn tomorrow and really, really um, start tapping into, you know, having faith. Mars and Saturn don't necessarily give us faith. We feel like we're going to be rejected on some level. And I want you to turn that around, okay, because I've had this experience recently. So what does it feel like? Maybe you don't have a fear of being rejected. What if you have actually a fear of being accepted? What if the fear is not about, oh, they're going to reject me? I know it isn't. What about what, what would be going on in your life if you're accepted? If you're accepted and you are welcomed, you're welcomed and accepted. And that is a very faith-oriented thing. They're going to accept me and they're going to welcome me, you know, on any level, whether that's your family, your friends, your college you're applying to, whatever. Um, what if it's not being rejected? What, what would be going on in your life if you were accepted? And you, how would you feel? How would you feel about being accepted? So it's about being accepted, and that takes us back to self-acceptance. If you accept yourself, others are going to accept you too, you know? The it starts with you. So self-acceptance is our first step, and how, would, how does it feel to be accepted? And how does it feel, how does it feel to be in touch with spirit? So connecting with spirit and accepting self. And that's the week ahead. And I thank you so much for listening. Gratitude to each and every one of you. If you need to contact me for a session, it's um, thegoldenastrologer.com book online. I do fifth dimension Lemurian Reiki. I teach it and I offer it as a session. It's fascinating. And I can say that my life has really changed because of like working with this fifth dimension Reiki. It's amazing. Um, and 
I can be reached, I could be seen on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, if you'd like to uh, watch my videos or hear what I have to say about the astrology of the week. My Twitter is at DebAstrology. Um, and I thank you all and uh, love to hear some feedback. If you'd like to, you can always ask questions and um, let me know how you're doing. Have a beautiful first full week of April and gratitude and love to all.